You do very well when one considers the complexities and the difficulties of life. You know, George, we've still got great hopes for you that you will continue for quite a while yet. I hope so. Of course. The time will come, naturally, when you'll join us. Mm. But in the interim, there's work to be done, and you will be led and guided and shown the path as always. Of course you'll have your frustrations, of course you'll have your little disappointments. Where human beings are concerned, one must expect it. This is something you can't avoid. There will always be some who will come and listen to your tapes on the surface, appearing to show a genuine interest. But underneath, I'm afraid sometimes, on rare occasions, their motives are not always as one would wish. But nevertheless, you do a great work. Quite a number are very convinced and helped and comforted. But you always have the odd one here and there who, for various reasons, make use of you. Yes. This is to be expected, but you mustn't let this put you off or disappoint you. Oh, I don't think anything will do that. After all, it is their loss. And of course, there are some who understand these things and have had experience, who are indeed, in a sense, you might say, convinced of the truth of survival. But they have their own aspects and prejudice, unfortunately. And sometimes one feels very upset that they should approach what we are doing in the kind of manner in which they do. What makes it perhaps worse is that they pretend on the surface some of these people to be sincerely interested. But actually, there's a lot of pettiness, and I regret to say in some isolated cases, jealousy, which strikes me as being absurd and unnecessary. There's room for all to serve and to work and to do their part as best they may, and one path for one perhaps may be different for another. But we are all working towards the same end. And if one chooses a path which is slightly different, providing they're sincere and that which they are receiving is good and valid, then all should work in harmony. But I warn you that there is a certain amount of pettiness and jealousy, uh, which I'm sure you're aware of, but one would hardly expect sometimes for it to be placed on your doorstep. But this does happen, yeah. and you mustn't let it upset you. Yeah. We find it with a church fellowship, eh? Well, the poor old church, bless them. So many of them mean so well. And the fact that they are trying to find truth and that they're experimenting and experiencing in certain directions is a good thing. But of course, they in a way start off on the wrong foot. It's a pity, but there you are. They, as long as it... As long as it falls within their own beliefs, as long as it supports their own teachings and uh, upholds the church, then of course they're all for it. Yes. But my goodness me, 
I'm afraid some of the souls that may have come through at different times must have shocked them. <laughs> yes, and there have. again, they should realize there are many, many stratas of being and many experiences uh, which people may well relate, which are sincere and valid to them, uh, which may not necessarily always fall into place with certain mentalities of researchers and inquirers on your side. Of course, the, the odd thing is that so many should consider that what is acceptable uh, must support their already strongly held beliefs, which they never or very seldom ever question. The, you see, their dogma prevents them and their attitude of mind oftentimes prevents them from accepting that which should, I would have thought, have been pretty obvious as truth. Um, after all, all manner of souls on this side come back on different levels, and because a person may come back in a particular way, and may be giving certain information of experience peculiar to that person, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean to say that that individual has not progressed or has become more spiritually conscious and aware. Indeed, uh, it's often necessary for individuals sometimes to lower their thought vibration, to enter into a certain mental state of past condition and earlier experience when arriving here, to recount it in such a way that it shall be a, a, a interesting and it shall have some meaning and purpose to show people the many people on arrival over here. This is all part, of course, of the work. Yes. But you see, some of these people, they preconceive everything. They, they have very strong, firmly held views. Uh, and unless a certain entity coming through upholds that which they have already accepted and believed to be true, then unless that is so, the individual concerned trying to communicate is ostracized or rather put down as being unevolved or undeveloped, which of course is very stupid. Mm. Um, one has to realize the untold millions of souls that have come here from your world, many of them fine people when on earth, intelligent and people of great um, moral and spiritual character who were not Christians, who were not followers of the Christ, who were not members of the church. Uh, they may have been of other denominations or none at all. They may have been of other races and worshipped other gods or had other outlet for their spiritual uh, desirings and achievement. You see, this, this is so very stupid that these people uh, should assume that the only good souls are those that are going to uphold what they already accept or declaim. This is where, of course, the church makes a terrible mistake, where the church's fellowship, by its very nature, must fail. It may, in its own measure, in its own way, do a certain amount of good work. No one denies that. But to tag on, as they do a label, is by the very nature of it going to prevent it from achieving any real spiritual 
progression or appeal to the vast mass of humanity. You can say, oh yes, well they do, and they certainly do do in their own fashion a good work in their own field. And of course we must accept the fact there must be many roads to God, there must be many paths to knowledge. This, of course, we naturally accept. But if they're going to out, um, uh, out um, cast so many souls from this side who have so much value to give to the world, so much, you see, the whole point is the truth in its immensity, in its tremendous possibility of experience and expression. You cannot and you must not put labels. You must not build barriers, mental barriers, uh, which will, by their very nature, obscure truth and prevent souls of all types, from all different spheres, coming through to give their knowledge and their experience. It seems to me that the fellowship as such, by its very title, uh, is going to limit tremendously the expression of the spirit, the truth of the spirit. It's going to harness it. It's going to, in a sense, um, prevent truth from expressing, being expressed in its fullest uh, sense, which I think is appalling. It may, in its own fashion, in its own way, among its own peoples, do a certain amount of good, but you cannot strangulate by tying tight a knot, as indeed it seems to me that they are trying to do, that all the instruments that are used must be Christians, must be followers of the Christ, inasmuch that must be attached to a particular church or society. This is not the right way, obviously, to achieve experience, to achieve knowledge, to achieve true spiritual communion, because you're going to say to our side of life, unless um, you come as a follower of the Christ, in as much that you are a member, in a sense, you might say, of the, of the church, uh, although you're dead, uh, you're not welcome here, and the medium must be a, a serving member of the church, must be a, a partaker of the ritual of the church. All this, of course, is uh, holding back truth, holding back full expression of experience. Many souls who have much value to offer, much good to give. And this, I think, is a tragic thing. You cannot strangle it the voice of the spirit. You cannot make it say the things you want it to say or uphold the views that you hold yourself. This seems to me the great mistake, the great disappointment that must be felt by many souls on this side who would like to communicate or converse with these people to bring their minds more fully in line with the realization of the expression of the spirit in the fullest sense and meaning of that term. You cannot, cannot make communication 
something that just fits in with your preconceived notions and ideas. Otherwise, it seems pointless to me. You might as well not bother at all. It's almost impossible with them because as soon as you, it's outside of their idea of the, the Christian faith, they won't have anything to do with it. Yes, I know this is so stupid and so ridiculous, and uh, this is no reflection, really, on the teachings of the Christ and the path of the Christ. I, I think the tragic thing is that they shut their eyes to truth in the highest sense, and are only willing to accept a particle of it because it happens to fit in with their preconceived notions and ideas. The Christ was one, of course, of many, many great teachers and prophets. One doesn't deny that in some respects he was greater than most, if not all. But he did not teach anything that was radically different to the teachings of most of the great prophets and seers that went before. Indeed, he came to show a path, to show a way, he gave full expression to the power of the Spirit from within himself. He knew of the powers of the Spirit and demonstrated them. But they have made, unfortunately, something out of the Christ which was never intended. Christ never came to form a church or a society or an organization. He wasn't concerned with material possessions and wealth and buildings. All this is the opposite. He was a very ordinary man, wasn't he, really? Christ was an ordinary man inasmuch that he was born in the ordinary normal manner which man is born, which makes him all the more lovable, all the more real and understandable, and one can reach out to him and one can sense and feel his tremendous love for humanity, one can realize his tremendous power and personality that he should have achieved what he did achieve because he was as other men. The church has built up this mythological character. Indeed, much of it is based on much older religions. The virgin birth has been the basis of most religions way back centuries before the Christ. This is something that was tagged on, as indeed much was tagged on. And then, of course, in the early years of the church's development, the monks and the earlier peoples, even before they appeared, began to build something that was never intended. They began to put this mystery around the Christ. They began to build all sorts of things which over the centuries have obscured the real personality of the Christ. You must have had desires like an ordinary man does. I mean... I think if one can accept the fact that Christ was as men are, yeah. with all the weaknesses and the temptations for yeah. which he was able much to overcome, but he gave forth the spirit of truth. He was an instrument or a medium, if you like, mm -hmm. who was used by higher selves. He was the voice of the spirit of his time, and this voice has carried down through the centuries. But the tragedy is the church has built up this terrible, realization of their own, which is far removed from the real Christ, and their attitude towards God, that God which they have taught over the centuries, is so appalling. Indeed, there is so much 
that is distressing that I'm sure the younger generation of people today, and it's pretty obvious that they have little or no time for the church, because the church over the centuries, and particularly the last hundred years, I think has driven the youth away. The young people are beginning to think more deeply. They're not going to accept something without something definite, something of an evidential nature to support it. That is where, of course, this truth that we teach, this spiritual uh, awareness, this spiritual communication, when we have suitable instruments, will or could certainly uh, bring the young people into it in such a way that they would become active members of this work that we have to do together. We don't want churches, we don't want necessarily buildings, we don't want all the service and the ritual, we want sincerity of purpose and individuals who are prepared to forget themselves in loving service to their neighbor. In other words, we want souls who are prepared not to concern themselves with material things as such, other than the fact that they may be able to serve humanity and help humanity to find a better condition of life, to rebuild on truth. We're not concerned with money, with finance, we're not concerned with buildings, with rituals, with ceremonies, we're not concerned with pomp and position and power as the churches. We are concerned with truth. Don't you think the church, the, this, all this religious Christianity of one thing or another is absolutely a curse because what I see is the fighting in Ireland, the, or the church, and everywhere religion. it's going, it seems to be. I think one must, one must clarify the position. The true understanding of the Christ has got little or nothing to do with church or churchianity, nothing to do with dogma, creed, or ceremony. And of course, you have all these varying different attitudes of mind which have brought together various denominations and organizations which are at variance one with the other and of course two great organizations of Protestants, the Protestants and the Catholics. Uh, this has always been a terrible thing. We won't go into what has happened between them over the centuries, the appalling things that have been done by them in the name of the Christ. All this, of course, is abhorrent. All this, of course, is so appalling to think of. And I'm convinced, to some extent, that um, although these things do not perhaps happen today, the mentality and the spirit is still there among many of them. I regret to say that the troubles that you recently had and are still having throughout the world between religious denominations and leaders, this will no doubt continue indefinitely because you see they're not prepared to stand down. They're not prepared to forget themselves. They're not prepared to forget their organized religion and their particular creed and their particular dogma. They cling to it. It is their last vestige of hope in the material world for power. I regret all this. I think we all must regret it. But it does seem to me that until the church what I ceases to exist in an organized sense, gradually we are seeing the decline of it. The peoples are casting it aside, and there's no doubt that before very long, 
some aspects of um, the religion and the church will be gone more or less forever, possibly within living memory. Uh, there are those young today who no doubt will see to such an extent the decline of the church that many churches will cease to exist as such. Uh, I think there will have to be, and I think the church will realize there must be many changes. Already I, one can see the birth pangs, one can see the fact that things are happening in the church. What I find out greatly, when I hear people, young people especially, they don't want us to talk about it. We don't talk about Christianity or any religious. What we find is this. When they discover that through the tapes there is existence upon the grave, they, they at once change their views of everything. Yes. It's altered their own life because it is the proven existence upon the grave that makes them begin to think they're going to live on another world different to this one. Yes, all this is true, but one must remember and that the more conviction that is brought to the world through the use of instruments, mediums and such, the more necessary it is for them, the mediums and those who are calling themselves spiritualists or the want of a better name, that the greater the onus is on them to set some sort of a, an example. I don't mean that they should necessarily build up societies or churches or organize themselves in religious bodies or groups. That would be probably fatal. There's nothing more sure uh, to destroy the power of the spirit than to break it up into divisions and, and have groups uh, calling themselves this and calling themselves that. Uh, personally, I'm all against organizing or trying to organize uh, this truth through religious organizations or bodies even though they're spiritualists. I think this is a great mistake. I think to some extent you must have organization that I appreciate, uh, but at the same time one must fight shy of building up units or organizations as such. The power of the Holy Spirit must be free to flow wherever it can through all manner of peoples on all different levels. But it's all the more important that individuals who are used as instruments should be used to the best of the ability of not only the communicators but the conditions that are created by them and by the people around and about them who support them must be on the highest possible level. Some of those stories in the Bible, they're very, very far-fetched. I'm thinking one particular one of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Now that would have been impossible, wouldn't it? Well, it depends on what you mean by being dead. Well, physically dead. If the man were absolutely physically, organically, in every sense, dead, yeah. then that would be um, impossible. Yeah, people swallow that story. But of course we assume, we do not know, I do not profess to know, but it may well be that the person, Lazarus, was not dead in the full physical sense, no. that he was in some, si some sort of coma or condition mm -hmm. where at all outward appearances he was dead. But of course I cannot answer this correctly and I can only surmise. Yes. Um, of course such things as miracles, because they are not understood and are called miracles in consequence, such things do happen. I do not necessarily mean the raising of Lazarus, 
But I think that in this instance it may well be that Lazarus was not dead in the fullest sense and meaning of the term. But it was in some sort of state of coma. But miracles are really psychic phenomena, aren't they? Well, all phenomena, which isn't understood, no doubt, is often described as a miracle. There's no such thing, of course, because all things must follow natural law. I mean, like the parable of the, of the what's it, the two loaves and the three fishes, well, that could have been physical mediumship somewhere, couldn't it? It could well have been, if it happened. Yes, that if it happened. You know, I think these young people want their sense and tired of being preached to. They don't want it. When we went to university, they've all been the same. They want something. What is the universal law to man to man? How they behave. I think the young, uh, generally speaking, one has to try to avoid generalization, but one can't help it, I suppose, to some extent. But I think the large mass of young people are looking for, without perhaps even realizing it, for some symbol, some sign and I think that uh, where religion is concerned they certainly don't appear to find it there may be some that do but vast majority are wandering in a sense aimlessly trying to find something that they can hold on to looking for a path and I'm sure that those who are seeking that are led into the truth a spiritual communication and a spiritual realization of what that means and if they can put it into their daily lives and live it, it will be for them the greatest blessing of all and it will bring them a peace which certainly the world in the normal sense cannot give. It is this truth, it is this realization of God's love for his children, the, the complete harmony that exists in a mental and spiritual sense in the realms of spirit which can come into being in your world when men come together as one because it is the same spirit that animates all life uh, once people can realize this that the bodies are merely vehicles of the expression of this universal spirit and that all are part of the other there's no such thing in a sense as a separate thing or a separate being it's true you have separate bodies, you have separate spiritual bodies, you have separate ways, if you like, or separate um, means of individual expression. You are given a freedom of will, a freedom of expression, you can become and you are entities in a sense separate one from the other, but the animating force behind all life is the same spirit, and that's one thing you must understand that though a person may be animated in one sense and become experienced and express himself in this or that way, it is still the same force, the same life-giving vital force that animates and gives him life. And therefore, where one expands in one direction and another in another, it is still part of the same spirit. It is all part of the same experience. It may vary in degree, individuals on different stratas of being, different levels of consciousness, but they're all part of the complete whole. There is no, no, as it were, avoiding issues. Sooner or later, all humanity must face the realities of life eternal. 
all must see to some extent according to their vision or lack of it they must see the path which is right for them but it is all in a sense though different in its individual expression or way it's all the same path you're all treading that same path you may seem to be going a different route but really it is in a sense the same that's why I feel that man must get away from preconceived ideas, get away from creeds and dogmas and things that shackle him down to earth. He must get out of the chains and find his freedom so that he can partake of this great and glorious knowledge and experience and become freed from all the things which mar and bar him from expressing God in his own particular way which will enable him to uplift himself from material things uproot himself to the extent that he will be able to partake of truth and the freedom of truth expressing it and giving forth those things which are truly of the divine these are the opportunities that man must have and will have but he will not find them through cut and dried and organized groups or religions. He finds a small aspect, but he cannot have the freedom to find truth in the fuller sense, nor express it. He must be free. Freedom of mind and of spirit is the most important and essential thing in all life. When man has that, then he can truly go forward, truly assimilate knowledge digest it and learn from it and gain experience from it and express it and in the expressing of it he loses in a sense himself in a higher being in a higher sense or way finds complete and absolute joy and happiness it's only when you are free cutting away from the shackles that bind you that you can go forward with full energy and vitality expressing truth and partaking of it and giving it and expressing it and finding peace in it it is only then that man can progress you too are doing a good job it may seem at times that you're not making much headway but you are releasing people gradually from chains helping them to express truth that's the thing the only thing that i think is going to help people greatly, which we've found, is the knowledge that there exists, there's existence upon the grave, which 90% of the people don't believe there is. They go to church, but they tell us that they're not sure about the afterlife. They're not sure that anyone lives beyond the grave. Even the clergy have said that to us. One clergyman even went so far as to say that 50% of the clergy he knows. Well, of course, this in itself is proof of that ignorance. There is no experience, no personal contact. It is the blind leading the blind. Once they know there's an afterlife, that seems to change their own outlook. Well, my friends, I must go, but my blessing and my love is. Please, who is it speaking? My name, probably one can bear sing to you. My name is Whitfield. Whitfield? But I give you my love and blessing. Oh, were you a clergyman? Thank you very much, that wonderful tour. I used to know Whitfield. Goodbye. Well, goodbye, thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Goodbye, thank you, sir. I think his name was George Whitfield. I don't know quite what he was on. I don't know. He may have been, but I don't know. I don't... He doesn't... I don't know. I don't know. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Vicky. Thank you very much. I'm glad he was just Oh, yes. Here it is.